Welcome to this episode of the No Mercy Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at No Mercy Podcast or find any of our pertinent links, including our link to our Discord at nomercypodcast.com. Now, let's find out what happened on the last episode of the No Mercy Podcast. The really good four are in Fight Town, and Chest is battling Lokag. During the fight, Lokag casts Armor of Agathis on himself. Pip saw this as an unfair advantage and cast a spell on Lokag during the middle of the fight. Seemingly, Pip was not noticed while casting this spell. After some back and forth, Chess had the final blow, finally taking down Lokag, and this is what he had to say. I just yelled down at him, Get up, weakling! Come on, get up! Face me, Lokag! And I sort of, when I see he's not moving, I'm like, What, that's it? That's it? And I look around and say, this is the guy you guys want? This little weakling? After the fight, Very High Kag, the head of Fight Town, walks up to Chess in the middle of the fight ring and has a quiet conversation with him. I believe, Chess, that you best be getting on your way. Just uh, looks up at him, he says, or what? Or I will do to you what I did to one of your parents. What do you know about my parents' deaths? Well, we know your mom's not here. Nobody knows where she is, but your father got in my way. And now he's not in my way anymore. Looks like you step up to take his place. After this confrontation, Vimic decides he wants to get into the thick of things and declares his intent to become the next leader of the town. Tarka, however, has other ideas and speaks up as well. She says, Hi everyone, Tarka again. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Here's the deal. I've had uh, enough with all you dickheads. You. And she, she looks at Vimic and says, You're just one of the dumbest people I've ever met in my life. I feel like you being in charge of a town would be a greater disaster than uh, if Lokag were. And she looks over to you, Chest, and she says, And Chest, even if there was some sort of bad stuff going on, you really shouldn't have come back to town. You know the rules, and you broke them. And then she turns to a very high keg and says, And you? Listen, everybody's wrong here. They shouldn't have been coming back, but you also shouldn't have been allowing your son to break the rules. You shouldn't have done all these decisions without consulting us and having all these magic items when we, we haven't said that it's okay. And I've had enough of that, so I'm going to say, I'll have these boys step aside. Tomorrow at dawn, I'm going to kick your ass and I'm going to take over. Yes! And then she turns and starts to walk away. After this, Vimic chases down Tarka, saying that he should be the next head of town. Tarka responds by taking Vimic's head between her scapula and squeezing and crushing it until he gave up. As previously negotiated, the werebears start to run in towards the town and make a distraction before leaving. Chest has a quiet conversation with his sister, Quadster, and then follows that with a conversation with Tarka both seemingly receptive to Chest's eventual return to the clan. Chest and the really good four then go to the Kag's tent, and Chest demands that he get the blade. The blade that was used by Lokag during the fight and during the trial in which Chest lost. I, uh, I'll agree to give the sword to you, but under one condition. And what's that? You come and take it from me. Hot <laughs> beans. And he turns the, the sword around and faces the hilt towards you as he rips it out of the ground. You know what, Very High Kag? You're weak. 
You're weak. You're hiding behind magic swords. You're hiding behind magic spells. You may have been head of this town, but you never deserved to be head of this town. Whatever you did to my dad, if you beat him in a fair fight, you know what? That's fine. Tell me that. But if you killed him in some unfair way, well, you'll be getting what's coming to you soon. And he walks over to grab the sword. Now, let's jump into this episode of the No Mercy Podcast. How does she feel about Tarka? Do you say that out loud? I'm not there. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm watching <laughs> this like a fucking telenovela. And I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> no mercy, no, no, no mercy. Stronger's lacking in the smarts. The cleric does the touchy feel like grumpy healing arts. A broken hearted ranger with a dragon slaying bow and a sweet singing gnome who tackles every foe with no mercy. No mercy. No, no, no mercy. No, no mercy. So, yeah, Chest just grabbed the sword. Chest? Could you give me a charisma saving throw? Why am I uh, not surprised? Oh, shit. Uh, Really good. Uh, Sorry, charisma plus one. Mod 20. Okay. Much better than Funky with the daggers. (laughs) (laughs) Much better than Funky's any (laughs) roll. Except for Brock history. Okay, so you don't notice anything different right now. Okay, uh, so I just grab it and nothing happens and no one does anything. Or... Nope. Okay, cool. Let's go. Bye. Okay, chest kind of looks around and he's like, and uh, looks back at his friends and he's like, "What game are you playing?" Very hot cag. You hear from outside the tent. Everyone gather, gather, gather. Uh, do I recognize the voice? Is that Glenn's voice? It was medium keg. Oh, MK. And uh, Chest sort of looks back. Well, I guess he didn't respond to me asking him. Nope. Let's go at the back door. He just kind of, he just kind of like flicked your finger towards the front of the tent. Chest jogs over to Ralric and hands the sword to him. And he's like, Ralric, take this. I don't, I don't want it. Um... Okay, well... This is a good idea. I guess I'll hold it. I don't particularly want it. But I'll keep it safe for you. I'm too short and look dumb on me, and Funky can't touch it. What do you mean? I can touch it. Yeah, you'll end up in someone's thigh. <laughs> I have a great history with sharp, pointy objects. Does anything happen when Rowler touches it? Do I feel anything? Does Tirvanas get mad? <laughs> Are you cheating on me? Uh, <laughs> you don't feel anything right now. Okay. Chest sort of looks around. He's like, "I think, guys, I, th- I think we should go. We got what we came for." Dip, dip, dip. Chester Bronley, we're here to give you your going away party. Uh, Just oh. need to make sure that everyone's aware of a couple of things before you go. I hope they didn't bring coleslaw. Is that, is that medium keg? Yes, I like I like parties. Chest, uh, and he's he's outside yelling this at you. Okay. 
just sort of like takes a deep breath and he's like, oh boy. Is uh, and is Lokag still in here? Is he like? Yeah, he's kind of hurt off to the side. Licking his wounds. Just looks around and he's just kind of scowls at him and then looks at his friends and like, let's go, fellas, and walks out the front. As you walk out, you hear the others kind of getting up and walking out behind you. Not not in an aggressive way, yeah, pushing you or anything, but they're just coming out as well. Yeah, okay. And you see that people are starting to come out of their tents and gather around medium cag. And he says, Listen, Chester, before you leave, I want to make sure that everyone knows the truth about what has just transpired. Um, sorry. Let me say that again. Everyone knows the truth about the things that just took place today. Every, everybody have that, yes. Just says, wow, ever, you think anyone's going to listen to a big dummy like you, medium cag? Uh, maybe, maybe not, but I'm going to just let everyone know one thing. Um, that wasn't a 1v1 fight. Chess looks at Adam and is just like, oh, okay, now you're going to say that was unfair? Well, uh, let's look at a couple of facts first. You, he looks around, he said, he, he looks around, he says, y'all saw me charge him and kick his ass. I don't know, uh, I don't know what else you want, how much clearer you want than that. You also saw that he was still cheating using his sword, and I still beat him. Yeah, it wasn't a 1v1 fight. He conjured a magical sword from a god. And he just starts walking up to you people, uh, to you, you people. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> he, he walks up to the four of you and he looks at you all and he says, uh, well, all of, all four of these folks, they all have magical items of their own. Did they did they not tell you that? This this tall guy over here, he has that that bow is magical and I mean I can detect this that wand is magical and these two people they they actually they're not babies believe it or not <laughs> um I've read about it they're called this one's a gnome they're the, they're the fairer of the two and this one's a dwarf um the dwarf here when, when he says I've read about it Chess says nerd <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I thought the beard would have given away that I'm not a baby but I was just gonna go with it when, when he said red, you, de- you did hear a couple of people boo just instinctively. <laughs> like, boo! <laughs> uh, it continues. Uh, the dwarf here, both of these staffs are magical. That robe he's wearing is magical. So pretty, though. Uh, chest actually has a magical chest on it, and he was complaining about magic items to all of you. And then, of course, we have this one right here. The gnome has that ring on the boots and then he kind of grabs the top of your hood and puts it down <gasps> and this little hedgehongo in here oh pumpkin butterscotch give me my hat back test <laughs> just slaps his hand away Ooh, testy says you you leave pip alone oh i leave that one alone uh was it an enchantment spell that you used i believe uh yes i've heard about that one dissonant whispers where you, you, you all remember that, where he, he had the, uh, he said chess was in his head. Chess, chess, you knew about this, right? That, that was that was the plan all along. She used this enchant, or he used this enchantment spell to uh, get into Lokag's head so that you would get an advantage? Uh, listen, 
medium cag, I don't know what you're talking about. All right, they were all in the they were all in the crowd, and I, I kicked low cags ass fair and square. Uh, I was in the crowd too, Chess. But have you? I guess your friend didn't tell you yet, did he? Oh, this this is going to be exciting. Tell me what, low, uh, medium cag? That you broke the most sacred thing about Goliath, which is one person fighting another. And versus Lokag, it wasn't one versus one, but two versus one. You all saw how quickly Lokag fell. It was already broken. He already used magic and conjured a sword. We saw Lokag's sword. Could you even see us in the crowd? I used a spell to detect magic once you came in. I saw your items as soon as I met you up at Maddie Mercy's place. So you hear... Yeah. Here's... Just because we have magical items doesn't mean we were doing anything in the crowd. Like, no <laughs> keg. You already called out that I'm a flaccid cleric, so I, you know I didn't do anything. The only proof that everyone has is that we all saw Lokag conjure a sword after the battle had started, which is in clear violation of your Goliath rules. Do you know the Goliath rules? It's one person fights another person. How, how long have you been here before? Who, who are you? Who assisted Lokag by giving him that sword mid-battle? It was how he fights. He's not as strong as the other people. He he, he said that during the battle. That's that's not Excuse how me, he... Excuse me, Goliath he... crowd, is that common to conjure a magical sword in the middle of a Goliath battle? That seems strange. I thought it was all muscle against muscle. Um, You see... Tarko, walk Pip's up. Pip's doing his classic. I'm going to do a charisma roll because Pip's doing his classic trying to be like rally the crowd onto his side. <laughs> uh, you see Tarko walk up to you and Tarka looks at Chest and looks at you and says, um, Chest, do you know anything about this? Chest sighs and he's like, Tarka, I have no idea what he's talking about, okay? I All I know is I kicked Lokag's ass. And you know, she you know, you can't. crunches down next to you, uh, Pip, and puts a hand on your shoulder and just starts squeezing ever so slightly to make you a little nervous. And she says, and you, did this happen? No. Give a deception check. Same with you, Rory. Wait, I'm giving a, dis- I'm giving a something. I'm giving a... So, uh, Chest really doesn't know that this happened, though. Yeah, so you would do persuasion. I'm what me or Claire? So uh chess would be persuasion. That he didn't know that what was happening. And I'm doing oh, okay. deception? Yes. I got fifteen. Oh uh plus six. Because <laughs> it's good. Twenty one. Uh well chess got uh what is it, persuasion? Yep. Uh chess got five. So for chess that was a plus one is a seven for pip 19 plus one is a 20 so she looks at uh, you and she's like they're hard to read or at least chest isn't <laughs> he, he he didn't know what was going on but i don't understand these baby gnomes when they're who's lying or this? not who's saying this this is tarka okay. oh tarka right. trying to find oof i forgot the dude's name 
Pip's gonna go to Goliath jail for lying. That's what's gonna happen. But he does not feel bad about tampering with a rigged fight. <laughs> While this is happening, Funky's just standing there, looking at all the eyes on his robe, thinking about how sweet he looks, uh, how fancy he's feeling. Bear Crusher. <laughs> okay, it's that guy. <laughs> so, right. So Who's Bear Crusher? That's that's Alkin. Yeah. Okay. Did we meet him? Bear Crusher. Uh, all right. So you you do see uh, Bear Crusher kind of walk up to the uh, group of you, and he just says, oh, "No, now I've I've had enough of this arguing. All of you, you're not doing." the true way of our tribe. Now, if we really want to clear this up, I say we hold both sides um, here until we can go get Maddie. The thing that many of you do not know about Maddie is he was casted out. Um, it's hard to say, but he was casted out because he can cast magic. Chess looks at me, he's like, Maddie? No, Maddie, Maddie just makes wicked shirts. That's true. Yeah, wicked magical shirts. What? No, they're just they're just real real nice, like really warm. Yeah. How huh. do you think they're warmer than other things? Well, I I mean, I, I assumed it comes comes from the sheep. No, it that that's that's part of it, but you have to to harness it first and he was he was able to do it. So that's how he could still kind of stay connected with the clan, but he couldn't be here anymore cuz he was a magic caster, but feels like he might be the most useful right now because he can tell when people are lying. He, he rarely I uses it. understand because this tribe is so against magic. That Could you that- please stop talking? <laughs> Someone get this child away. <laughs> Damn it, I'm not a child. Hop on back, kid. <laughs> you, you see Button Chops walking over to you with his hands down like trying to scoot you he doesn't really know where he, he wants you to go he's just trying to get you in a direction to look like he's helpful beans that's my hat back though right you know yeah, here you go baby get over there <laughs> hate this hey I, I feel you pip the beard wasn't enough to throw him off my my baby my baby ways just lean into it just just it's just like Alkin, that's fine. I'm happy to chat with Maddie. Uh, he'll he'll know I'm not lying, but he'll also know that these cags really shouldn't be here in the first place because they're using this all sorts of magic stuff. Yes, and I I feel like that is the best way to get to the bottom of everything here. But we need to bring it to a clan vote because it is bringing magic here willingly. I know low cag casted magic himself and we need to try him for that as well but even I'm a bit confused right now and I could just listen to the truth for a little while I don't know about you yeah sure I, I mean I've been telling the truth the whole time I, you'll, you'll all find out I kicked his ass fair and square alright so let's bring it up to a vote then and you see do we get to vote? <laughs> nope <laughs> <laughs> oh, everyone you have to be old enough to vote. <laughs> babies babies can't vote. <laughs> My beard is long enough to vote. <laughs> I'm older than most of you. He says, everyone ready, or everyone for having Maddie come in. And you see um, t- 
Tarka and Vimic and um, your sister Quadster all raise their hands. None of the kegs do, except for medium keg. And it looks probably like a 60-40 split. And then you hear um, Bear Crusher say, All right, looks like I'm going to go get Maddie. I'll be back soon. I'll inform of everything that has happened. But in the meantime, please don't burn it down. <laughs> and burn what down? Oh, please make things not change. <laughs> oh, okay. Sure. And then he kind of turns around and starts walking off towards where Maddie would be. And you see some of them, are, like a lot of them are really confused, not really knowing what's going on. Some of them are kind of stormed off because they are super traditional and they don't like the thought of someone coming back in, but other people just are like, I just want to know the truth. Okay. Um, Chess just kind of goes and finds somewhere to sit down and sits down. You want to you arm wrestle Chess? <laughs> Chess uh, looks at Funky and he's like, oh, boy, Funky, can I, uh, can I take a rain check on that? Because I do, but I'm... Uh, Give me a few minutes, all right? We'll do an arm wrestle. Sure. Just need, need to think for a minute. I just kind of spin in place looking at my eye rope because it looks pretty. <laughs> so I'm just, yeah, and then you pip off to the side. I, I zip off to the side with Raleric. And then just saying like, um, hey, Pip, I saw you, saw you leaning out from under the robe there. Yeah, I know. So I feel like... You know what I did? I know what you did, and I know why you did it, but now... We might have gotten Chest into a bit of a pickle here. The important thing is, Chest didn't do that. And he did not, so he can't know that that happened. I'm not beholden to the laws of this tribe. And quite frankly, I mean, Chest will argue with us, but he's already been exiled from this community. He's still currently exiled from this community. And Lokag was going to magic F him up for sure. So it's going to come out that I did this. So I'm not quite sure how to best mitigate this situation. Because it's going to be hard to get them to listen to the fact that both sides were basically uh, breaking their Goliath laws. Right. One magic one was reacting to the fact that magic was being used absolutely unbeknownst to him so if they want to do a fair rematch that would be great but i don't think they're gonna do that this late in the game probably not that would be ideal but if we're talking breaking the rules one of them was already in exile like you said and one of them wasn't so the one that wasn't was cheating he should at least be exiled also i mean the Unless they decide to institute some sort of corporal punishment, which based on the fact that they do things with non-lethal fight pits, hopefully it won't come to that, but sucks for chest. But I am hoping that the worst thing that will happen to him is he's still exiled, which would be, you know, potato, potato. No change, right? (laughs) I'm not saying what I did was right. I'm just saying not doing things would have been more wrong based on how that fight was turning. True. All right. Well, let's just make sure he doesn't find out so he can maintain true ignorance. Yes, we can't 
tell him, even though he probably will find out through another source, but the most important thing to Chest is he can't lie and we can't make him lie. So he will hate me, but it's for unfortunately what I believe to be greater good, which based on Pip's track record is probably not that good. So <laughs> we're just doing what we can, I guess. All right. I just want to keep him alive. Whether he gets back into the clan or not, it's not really a big deal. Same dudes. I think he's got a new clan. He probably does not want to be part of our clan because 50% of his clan has now lied to him a lot. <laughs> oh, well, let's keep it keep it between us, low five. Low five. <laughs> Still just swirling with my robes. Yeah, but he's just <laughs> dancing for chess. Stray in the wind. Chess will give him... <laughs> Chess will give a sigh and then come over and say, "All right, Funky, let's let's do this." <laughs> okay. Are you guys are gonna arm wrestle or dance? Far, uh, no, arm wrestle. Oh, arm wrestle first. Chess is gonna put Ben down, and by Ben, I mean Funky. Left-handed rolls. These are the good ones. <laughs> left-handed rolls. No, left hand works for me. Strength. I just got twenty-four. Yep. You break my arm. <laughs> <laughs> I got a five. <laughs> Chess says, man, Vimic must be losing it because that was easy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm distracted right now. Have you seen this? Look at these eyes. Isn't this fun? Uh, yeah, I get we'll go back to spinning in the wind. <laughs> sorry, sorry that that was uh, so lackluster for you, Chess, but I, I'll practice up a bit. That's okay. Uh, just, just heads over to Ralric and it's just like, Ralric, what, what are we going to do with that sword? Oh crap, I still have the sword, huh? <laughs> yes, I hope so. I, I forgot about that. <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't really want it. I'm not a sword guy. I mean, listen, I, I, I can, I can maybe use it. I just don't want, I don't want F.U.L. involved. I could, we could try to destroy it. I just don't want, I don't want, I don't want the uh, cags to have them. No, no. As long as I'm still alive, I'll keep it away from them. So if uh, Loki, he summoned the sword during the fight, what's to stop him from just summoning it out of my hands at some point? Huh. That's a good point. Shoot, I didn't, I didn't think of that, Ralark. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it might, it might just disappear randomly. Can you, like, put it in your robe. Maybe you can't get it through your robe. We got rope. Tie it down. <laughs> um, Bag of holding. Oh. I'm wondering if... Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's a magic sword. I'm not sure if it has multiple types of magic associated with it because I don't know D&D. Is there like a GPS recall type of magic that I might be able to dispel that's separate from its deity magic? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you can cast detect magic on it. I don't know what that, I can't remember what that tells you though. I don't have detect magic, but I have dispel magic. That tells you the school. I it, it, would. it like lights up the different magic items within. I forget the radius. Um, so it lights them up and tells you their their uh, school. Oh okay. Um okay. 
Well, I mean, you know, if you don't have it, yeah, you, I mean, you could try dispel magic. I'm assuming whatever's on it, though, is higher than, like, a third-level spell, though. Well, it might dispel, like, the low... The, if he has, like, a recall spell, it might... The low jack on it? It might dispel that, but not the, like, god-level spell on it. The deity-level spell. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can try it. Shukaka. <laughs> I, that was Rory conversing with Claire, not... <laughs> I don't know about... Chess would have no idea here. I guess. Oh. What happens if I try to dispel the magic of it? Uh, well, first you can just give an intelligence check. Nope. I got one. Um, plus two. So three. Oh, this will be easy. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, you know nothing. Yeah, I know nothing. Reach a spell higher on the target. Make an ability check using your spell casting. What's my spell casting ability? Is that charisma? Yeah. Yeah, you're charisma. Okay. I think this might cook me. <laughs> I'm going to try it anyway. So, DC equals 10 plus the spell level. And I rolled an eight, a 15 plus 3 is 18. Uh, <laughs> so this is some hard math. This is the hardest D and D math. No, it's not. It's not hard math at all. I'm just trying to figure out how to uh, how to punish me. No, are you doing this with Funky around? We're all kind of just standing around. I think I'm not paying attention to shit. I'm still fascinated by these eyes. Okay, but I, I'm pretty sure we're all like we're all just kicking it together, right? You, you see her casting a spell on another item. You can give me a Arcana check. Ooh, Arcana is definitely Funky's strong point. All uh, that all that intelligence. Are we sure it's not like a stone history thing? So I rolled a 16, so that means it's a 15. Okay. Fuck Funky. <laughs> funky. Oh, that's stupid. She shouldn't be trying to do that. You can't dispel magical items. Oh. You can only do actual spells. Oh, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. It's not a magical effect? Nope. Use a creature, object, or magical effect? Oh, okay. Here. I guess I'm not, because... Wait, is Funky not stopping me? Uh, no. I don't don't think that one will work. I don't don't think you can do stuff to to objects. For some reason, I know this. (laughs) (laughs) One of the few things I remember. It's a pretty powerful sword. I, I look at Funky like he's speaking high elven or something, and I'm just like, why do you know things about Arcana? Like, what? I don't know. I know sometimes. Sometimes I know things, but not all the time. And in this time, in this case, I just happen to know that um, you can't dispel from objects. Good to from know. Magical items. It's just for, like, spells and such. Like if there was like a warding spell or like a hurt you when you open a book spell, that that works. So, yeah, with, so I'm probably not going to be able to do anything but that cursed armor either then. I actually do have a reason that I know this now that I think about it. Um, it's It was something that, well, as weird as it's going to sound, something that Parley told me I would get once I learned enough clerican. So, so I learned about it a bit. So we, we don't know if this sword is going to like stay in Ralric's possession or if it's just going to get zipped off in a minute. No idea. It's a sword. Because like, Harry High Keg seemed 
little too cavalier about handing that off and then seeing Chess give it to Ralric, like he seemed strangely non-oppositional about this. Yeah, weird. He's just like, eh, buy sword. I kind of thought he was cool with Chess taking it because um, Lokeg seems to be a bit of a turd. Just a little bit. Um, and <laughs> I think that what's-his-face, F.U.L., does want Chess, and Very High Keg is probably in favor of uh, F.U.L. winning, and if that means Chess does it. He's, he's some sort of sociopathic bad dad, so... Sociopathic bad dad. <laughs> yeah, that's, that seems like an accurate assessment. Okay, what are we doing? I, I don't know. I guess I just see... <laughs> are we waiting for Bear Crusher to come back? Bear Crusher. I, I guess. I, I don't know. I, what, I mean, this is... This is your town here, their chest. I... I don't really know what to expect. I mean, so far, they've all just called me baby. <laughs> well, we just gotta wait for—I mean, we just gotta wait for Matt, Maddie, and Bear Crusher. But like, I don't know about the sword. We should definitely be—I'm not really sure. Maybe Maddie will know what to do about the sword. I mean, we we can try putting it in my sack. Have you tried praying? Have I tried praying? No. <laughs> chest. Has Chest tried talking to Cord? Uh, does Chess know about Cord yet? Like, I know you guys knew about him, but all I knew about was Thunder. Yeah, well, you we talked about that, and you asked me what I knew, and... Oh, right, okay. told you uh, that I, I knew it was... Because, like, obviously, if you have this new god, Chess, that's, like, interested in you and seems to be more, more on the side of good than F.U.L., he may have some advice for us for what you're supposed to do with this divine linked weapon. I don't, I mean, I don't really know how to talk to him. It's not something I really do, I've really done before. Rallor, do you have any sort of conjure weather? Can you just bring up a storm? Is that mm-hmm. a thing? I have very limited magic and none of it's related to weather. All of a sudden, Chess has Hunter's Mark on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Google drop pin. I can make a bunch of bugs come out of my sword. <laughs> or not my sword, mm. my, my stick. Nah, they, we don't need bugs, Funky. I can Let's, plant arrows in the ground around us, and then if you move, you get hit. Does that work? That's a pretty cool trick. I don't, I don't know how that'll help. You can't move. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess put it around Lokag or something, but... Let's just, I don't know, let's just wait for Maddie. All right, so you'll probably have to wait until the morning until they get back. Okay. Bubble hot. Snuggle hot. Um, just... That's probably a bad idea. Bail? Do bail. Do magics in this town. Chest is, uh, Chest is gonna just say, if he sees, uh, what's it called? Um, no, I can't think of her name. Tarka? Tarka, Tarka, sorry. Yeah, Tarka and Quadster. If he sees either of them, he's just going to tell them to like, to say, I'm going to go go to bed and wait for them to get here in, in the morning, but be careful. Those cags have it out for you. Okay. Uh, and then Chest is going to go, I guess, to Vimic's tent. Okay. Hmm. Anyone else want to do anything before morning? Uh, I'm probably gonna fiddle with a coin for a bit and look at one and just say, you know, a little little guidance or a little help would be nice. I, I think our boy Chess is getting into some trouble. I know I haven't done much yet, so 
probably just talking to a coin, but <laughs> I don't, I don't kind of new to this whole like praying thing. It wasn't really a big part of the mask part. So hi, coin. <laughs> hi, or, or coin. Tomorrow, or tomorrow. Uh, I, I don't know if you're in there or how I find you, but thinking of you. <laughs> hey, boo. You up? Um, I Pip would like to just like in a friendly, casual way go and visit Glenn Goop. Okay. Oh, hey there. Hi. Um, is this a good time? Are you busy? Are you doing like final cuts or what's? Um, just preparing for the next day. Going to be a big scene. I wanted to pick your brain as new talent. Um, I'm in show business a little bit, like still trying to get my foot in the door. And I feel like such an accomplished director might have some advice for uh, a budding young star. Uh, please, please, thunk. Over, uh, get off that chair. Oh. She needs to sit, or he needs to sit. Go, go, go sit there. We, we shall chat. Oh, thank you. Um, how did you get started um, with this project? Like, how did you find the kegs? Like, how do you go about seeking talent? Um, I'm just trying to figure out, like, how to make myself more appealing to casting directors, I guess. Well, I would just, hmm. I mean, people just need to hear of your story. Just something rare, something different. Like, uh, Goliaths are, you know, mysterious and people just really want to see what they look like and what they what they do. But and... they're so isolated. How did you even find them? Uh, reading, of course. I read about the different places in the world and then I go and I travel and I listen to stories. I'm, I'm a well-traveled man. So you just happened into the Sharp Mountain Range and happened across this particular tribe? Um, it wasn't quite like that, but, um, let's just say I had a friend called in a favor. It's like, know any, you know, tribes in the mountains that I could work with and, you know, I just got a good tip. Hmm. Where were you based out of before this? You seem like a big city dude. Pesopt, of course. Do you know? Oh, shit. Um... Um, <laughs> musical tiefling, <laughs> the beautiful, the beautiful woman from uh, yeah, me. do you know, do you know Josephine Strawling? Oh, I mean, everyone knows of her because she is one of the most powerful people. I know, but have you, have you ever had a chance to work with her? Very briefly, not the nicest of people, just between you and me, but uh. I did a little bit of work for her. I only met her in passing once, and I was just so verklempt over meeting such a big star. And I was just like, you know, classic struggling actor catering an event. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think she would remember who I was. It's so hard to get your name up there. So she she would have been part of like your Pesat uh, Arts Council. Like, I, I feel. Oh yeah, she owns the. I mean, you already know this, of course, you're a bard, but she she owns that major theater. That's the dream, eh? Mm-hmm. How to make it in the... <laughs> you know, when you look over and you see the, the cliffs with the name written Hollywood style, 
Um, <laughs> um, no. No, that's fine. That was a little meta. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> this is Bojack Horseman. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay. So she wasn't your contact that got you in touch with uh, this Goliath tribe then. That's a little out of, like, this, that's probably a little far beneath her knowing about Goliaths. Uh, no, she pointed me to where she'd heard that there uh, there was a Goliath. And so I went to the town where I heard there was a Goliath and talked to him. And then he, yeah, that was him. And then he pointed me this direction. Wait, you met Lokeg in a city? No, I met a stray Goliath that was... Skull Stanley? Oh, yes, that was his name. Yeah. That's his name. His name's Skull Stanley. <laughs> That's him. That's, That's him. him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so... Oh, wait. But he was in Theron. Yeah. We know Stanley. Um, he's a stand-up guy. Really good craftsmanship. Yeah. Um, definitely, definitely, um, definitely a Goliath. Definitely a Goliath. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay. This has been really interesting. You've really, Glenn, thank you for your time. You've taught me the importance of networking <laughs> and remembering people's names and writing them down when you meet them or when your DM tells you about them. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting tuckered. I think I better go to bed. All right. Um, stop by anytime, darling. You can. Thank you. You can use Thonk's chair anytime. Thonk just goes, mm. Thanks, bike guy. You're the best. Please bump. Bye bye. Good night. <laughs> Pip, Pip runs back to Ralric to my office. <laughs> okay. Don't forget to ring the doorbell. No, no, Funky. <laughs> when when Pip gets back, um, I'm just sitting on the ground with Tirvanas in one hand and the sword in the other hand, going, talk, "Come on, talk." <laughs> Threesome. Come on. I'm just like, like come on, Tirvana. Tell me what it says. What is the sword saying? I'm trying to figure this thing out. Ralark, I don't think you can force that kind of relationship. It has to be like it, it's just talking. <laughs> try, try a fancy dinner first. I uh, wait, where, who's with Ralric? I feel like Chest went to bed. Yeah, I didn't go anywhere. I'm still wherever we were standing. Funky's still twirling. Spinning in circles, yeah. twirling, nope. looking at your... Uh, I've stopped twirling. I'm looking at my coin now. You're gonna make yourself sick. I just want to, like, let Funky and Ralric know that that I feel like all Goliaths are vulnerable to the thrall of F.U.L., and we kind of knew that from all tale. Yeah. Um, that Skull Stanley had fought in the Pit of the Gods for for Fuel, and but I think they're all just kind of being used a bit. And that Skull Stanley was the one that pointed the director up here, and clearly the director is up here with some sort of Fuel exposure. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. I have no idea what to do with this information. I am me either. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Snugglehead. But no, but now we know. Now we know. And also, I think I might be... I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch, but I think I might be best friends with Glenn. 
and I may be able to transition my like live music tavern career to the silver screen. <laughs> if he says something about casting couch, say no. Right, right. Because <laughs> you were close there. <laughs> Shit. Um, Ralark, are you my agent? I think. I think you might be my agent. Well, your office is in my nether regions. <laughs> right. Uh, Funky, you can be in charge of PR because I'm bad at stuff. Oh, I, I was just gonna. I was just gonna deal with drinks and, and, the, and the pub. First first step with the PR, don't mention the office. Ooh, that's good, too. <laughs> hey, Funky, you can be my turtle. And then uh, you'll, like, drive around and drinks and do things like that. Cool. This is going to be Fantasy Entourage. <laughs> turtle. All right. Yeah, turtles are cool. They got the shell and stuff. Talk slow. Walk slow. Is it more? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> So you uh, all are starting to get ready to go to bed, but then Tom, uh, or Relic, you here. Hi. Very good to see you. I miss you. I have message from another man. I will say it after this message. You can respond. Topa. Go on. <laughs> Tom, you know you can respond this time, and we don't have too many words. <laughs> the dope, what's the message, Dopa? And she says, I say like his voice and uh, make sure you can hear the sound. Good evening, rather great four. It is me, the hero. <laughs> yes, I'm sure you've heard all about me and my great tales of, against F.U.L. Back in my day, I used to be <laughs> quite, the, quite the swordsman, I must say. I, I have an important message that I'm sending to you through this small bird man. And I can't say I've ever really seen people like this. I feel like it's been a bit since I've been in the outside world, but but I, I just need to warn you as something dire is heading your way. You must beware. In the city of Pesopt, there is a, a dwarven man. He's got a, a, a hunchback and a, a beer hat is what I've been told it's called. You'll recognize him right away. Smells like death. And uh, he's the one you want to be careful for because he plans on kidnapping you, taking you to Devadim, and, and using you as a big sacrifice. You need to be careful. Oh, there's also an elven man. He, he's a bit of a dick. Uh, you'll see him. Uh, I believe he has a, a bow that is one of the sacred items. I need to go get that. But anyways, I'm looking for some more divine link to... Uh, I heard there's one that's in connection with Shadow Guild and Friends. Uh, so I'm going to be taking a look there. I'm sure absolutely nothing bad will happen to me, and uh, I have all the confidence in the world that I will make it out unscathed. All right. All of you take care rather good for... Love the hero. Is it done? Can I leave? I just... Oh, no, no, no. No, you can stay. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, take care. <laughs> yes, you too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, that information was all a little too late. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. So who heard that? Tom, just Ralric? I, I did. Yeah, did that come through his mind or did that come through his, B, his BP flash? His mind. 
it was in my brain. It's just a memory that popped up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or so what was happening was because Dobla can mimic people, he mimicked the voice he heard and basically just completely relayed the message to you from this other person. Okay. That was good. Very late. I mean, <laughs> I we don't know who that is, do we? I don't. Do I? No. Thanks. Uh, you can give a history check. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember if we knew of someone in um, Swamp Swampton, USA. Swampton. Uh, or had trouble with Shadow Guild. I think it's our raven friend. I'm fairly okay. confident we have never met anyone named the hero or with that voice. Um, yeah. Or heard uh, rumors of. Yeah. All right. We, we've met, uh, what's her name? Or we met, what's her name in All Tale? The raven druid lady? Druid friend? Yeah. Oh, that Presumably was in... that's the divine link she, that he's going for. Yeah. That was in uh, Swampy. You could give a history check if Tom were to talk about this person. Tom, Tom give a history I'm check. I'm going to talk about this person. Guys, okay, I, you're talk about this person? I got a message uh, in my brainwaves, apparently, from... It was the Dolpa. Was it? But are you getting the message through your brainwaves because it's transmitted through that tracker, which is kind of like a stone that maybe a funky licks it. We get an advantage on our history check. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know me. I, I haven't had much. I mean, all that's been to drink is just like goat milk and stuff. So I, I'm down for licking a good stone. Well, okay, can, I'm just gonna do a history check. You can lick the tracker. Well, <laughs> this is my third fifteen in a row. Wow, good job. History's three, so it's eighteen. Okay. So in Pip in. Your history with just tales and different things that you've heard in songs, and you've heard the name the hero in a song before. It was a song that wasn't very popular. Nobody really cared about this person. David Bowie song. But you you do remember it, and you remember that he in the song it talked about the hero, and the hero is something called an in between. And so, lady man, lady. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. So, very rarely, the will of an individual is so strong that they are over able to overcome the power of Orcus or his followers, and deny the ritual of being raised and remaining under Orcus's power. They instead are raised, but never feel his will. These individuals who are able to withstand that evil are incredibly rare. Usually, they are slain immediately after, when the summoner realizes they don't have control over the raised. They appear in a hardened skeleton form, having no resemblance to their former selves except for the most prominent feature on the individual. So when you say raised, you mean undead, right? Right, yes. So for some, it might be their eyes that that remains, others their hair, or there's one small tie, or there's some other small tie to their humanity. Those that survive are so good and pure that they either follow the path of a paladin or a priest. They have no specific god, but fight for the common good for humanity and the rightful rest of the dead. They draw from the balance between life and death as their god. They are the in-between. I have a couple of real quick questions about what word sounds you just made. Mm-hmm. You- Orcus, I'm assuming that's an evil god similar to like Sirik or Fuel. Would I know that? 
He is, yes, he's one of the most evil ones out there. Ah, uh, I mean, okay. So he's super evil. So you've described this as a person. Ooh, look at that magnificent mustache. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so for that picture, that person's last will of humanity is uh, their mustache. Okay. Mustache, yeah. So this is a dude who was basically a chosen one of a very, very evil god and somehow had the strength of character to overcome that and became an undead with maybe some sort of color haircut. So, no, they weren't a part of the god. Like, the god came in, so Orcus came in, or his followers came in to slay them and raise them as their own, but instead of being raised as uh, a follower they have a will so pure and strong that they can't be brought under the will of that person raising them so all, basically all the followers or most followers of Orcus are zombies because they have been killed and brought back to life to follow Orcus yep and these are select few that resist that but then they're still undead right who how many undead paladins have we encountered? The only paladin I can think of is that um, dragonborn, who I don't think was a skeleton, because that would have been like a night at the museum. <laughs> so this is a custom race that I made. I just oh, well, sexy. <laughs> Look at you. It is sexy. All right. So after that message... You'll all eventually go to sleep, and then you can wake up and get ready for Maddie Mercy and Bear Crusher to return. Is a Deathlock something else? Yes. That's just a dead warlock, or a warlock that causes death? They give us these green robes. Or a warlock that has sweet dreadlocks? Um, I'm trying to remember... Like I, I, okay, I know the fact that you're trying to remember tells me that that death block was not the in-between. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so, fine. Yeah, death locks are where we farm green green robes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can give a um, history check. And magical bows. Ooh, that's 21. Okay, so death locks are the remains of warlocks who are reanimated... Uh, after their death because they uh, failed to fulfill their part of the pact. Oh, like with the Raven Queen or something. Right. Whoever their patron was. Okay. Well, Muffin Man. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> Muffin Man. As is, uh, he's a pretty common. Um, so did Dolpa, he said, okay, uh, you're going to get a message after this message. He wasn't going to come back on the air and have a little chat, right? Like that was just it. That was the whole correspondence you had with him. Yeah. Cool. Well, I miss that bird. <laughs> you were here. Just miss him so damn much. All right. So as you are waiting for uh, Maddie and Bear Crusher to return, that's where we'll end for tonight. Ooh. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DM Thoughts with Tyler. Before I dive into anything specifically, the in-between race background that I created will be posted on our Discord. So if you head over to our Discord, the link is on nomercypodcast.com. You'll be able to see that 
race and how it was created and all the different stats and such and use it for your your own games if you so choose i made the race pretty balanced it's not too big of a stretch from other races just because i'm not particularly sold on my ability to balance things yet so it's nothing too insane or drastic but it's still a new race and I thought it was pretty fun to put together. As for the episode itself, again, just having fun uh, messing with these different characters and Goliaths and how they interact with the group. Uh, one thing that I wasn't terribly happy about going through this arc is I feel like I fumbled the Goliath fight town magic, that whole thing a bit. And you'll see, you know, not really a spoiler, but in about three episodes or so, that starts to get cleared up with respect to the entire Goliath culture, not just Fight Town, but overall. So you'll be able to see that in the future, and I hope that it makes more sense and is a little bit better. That was kind of the big issue I had with DMing here and kind of DMing through this arc. The, the kind of thing that not necessarily left a bad taste in my mouth, but I just wasn't as happy with. But we're going to see what happens next time. We have Maddie coming in, who is actually a magic user secretly and has an ability to tell if people are lying. So we'll see what happens then and we'll see what happens with Pip because Pip messed around, fooled around in the fight between Chest and Lokag and Medium Kag was prepared for any shenanigans and was by the really good four during the fight and saw when there was magic happening. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. It may be three, depending, because the holidays are coming up. We'll see how far uh, we're able to get with the editing and such. But we're going to give ourselves potentially a little more breathing room. So we'll see you in two to three weeks for the next episode of the No Mercy Podcast.